0: Hello and welcome back to the unconventional wedding planning podcast. Today's episode is all about how to not feel guilty when you overspend or go over your wedding budget, uh, you know, when you when you buy a few too many things, spend a little bit too much on a part of your wedding. Um, I will say off the top, this is not gonna be an episode where I tell you, yeah, go ahead, you know, spend your whole life savings on this, go into debt, take out three lines of credit and four credit cards, max them all out to have your dream wedding, Big, borrow, steal, you know, ask your parents for huge loans, take out a second mortgage because it's the best day of your life. You're only going to have one wedding. You have to go all out. You have to compete on social media and invite a thousand of your closest friends and make sure it's the best day they've ever had. Absolutely not. If you have listened to any of my previous 64 episodes, you know that that is not the tone here. I very much believe that your marriage and your life uh, are much more important than your one day wedding. So I would never tell you to do things That would compromise your life or your relationships or your marriage or sacrifice anything super important in order to have an amazing, incredible, over the top, luxurious wedding day. However... Um, I do think that there are reasons to splurge on a wedding day. And there are certain aspects of a wedding day that, you know, are important to you that you want to put money into. And I don't think you want to beat yourself up over it. You don't want to spend, you know, 12 to 18 months planning a wedding just feeling horribly guilty every time you have to pay a deposit or write a check or send a transfer or swipe your credit card. That's a horrible feeling to have. um, And it probably speaks to some deeper money issues within you, you know, um, if you listen to any personal finance podcasts, they'll talk a lot about your money history, your money story, sort of, you know, how you grew up with money, how is money handled in your household, and how that really affects you as an adult. So a lot of that could come up uh, when it comes to your wedding planning, because most of us have not planned events that are, you know, potentially tens of thousands of dollars. So watch for things like that, there could be some deeper like money work that you might need to do or just sort of um, work on to get through this wedding planning process. But again, this is not going to be an episode telling you to throw all your money towards your wedding. But it it is hopefully going to make you feel a little bit better about those times when you do have to hand over a larger sum of cash than you're used to and to not just have that guilty feeling sitting in the pit of your stomach your entire wedding planning journey. So one of the reasons that I decided to do this episode now is, you know, selfishly, I am I've shared before I'm planning a wedding myself, it's going to be, you know, a small unconventional wedding. And I've shared in previous episodes that we're hoping to do the whole thing for less than, you know, $5,000, possibly even less than 3000 at one point, but I think we're pushing up to that 5000 mark. And even though that is a pretty small budget in terms of, you know, weddings, I think the average is about 32000 um we are having a smaller guest list there's only about 25 guests and we are getting our venue for free as we're doing it at a private home a family member's home so a lot of the big costs are are gone for us however in the last few weeks i've really found that it feels like every single day um for some reason the number 300 is is coming up for us and every single day it seems like i'm purchasing something that ends up being $300 and sometimes it has nothing to do with the wedding for example we bought an air conditioning unit not anything to do with the wedding. Uh, we booked a hotel stay that has nothing to do with the wedding, which was also $300. But then, you know, we also bought a bouquet and boutonniere package that ended up being $300. Um, and I went to go get my dress fitted and alterations are going to be $300. And I know some of you listening are thinking like, oh my goodness, that's so cheap, $300 for alterations or oh, wow, your bouquet is only $300 and others are listening thinking that is an obscene amount of money to spend on flowers and uh, essentially hemming. <laughs> um, and I I probably fall more in that camp. I didn't think I was going to even have a bouquet. Um, but as I talked about in my last episode, that was important to my mother-in-law and, and she graciously paid for it, but it still had to come out of our bank account. And it just hurt a little bit. So I've been feeling these guilty feelings, um, just not really comfortable with the amount of money that we are spending on certain wedding things, especially aspects of the wedding that I didn't think were that important. Um, And it's making me a little bit worried as we still are a few months out. And we still have some more big expenses to come. And I'm worried about how things are going to start adding up. So I thought this would be a good episode to do. If you are in the same boat as me feeling a little bit guilty, worried about overspending, hopefully you get some great tips from this one. Okay, so my first tip on how to not feel guilty you overspend or go over your wedding budget is actually to give yourself a buffer. So when you are first creating your wedding budget, add in a little line item that is especially for going over budget. Um, It's a lot easier to not feel guilty if you have overspending in your budget, which I know is kind of like reverse thinking, but but trust me, it's super, super helpful. And if you need some assistance in putting together that budget, deciding um, where to spend, where to cut back, I have done so many episodes on uh, how to have a budget wedding, how to plan a wedding for less than $5,000 of dollars. There's a three part series on how to cut back on all of your wedding expenses. So head back in the archives, lots of good budget info. Um, but what you want to do is set up your budget knowing that things might cost more or that you might overspend. So there are, even if you are, you know, the most um, diligent, stick to a budget kind of person, unless you've planned a ton of weddings before you probably just don't know how much things are gonna cost. You might go in, for example, I thought hemming my dress would cost a hundred dollars. I've had a dress hemmed before and it was about that much. So I figured that was the cost. Of course, I completely forgot about the fact that wedding dresses have multiple layers. So with, you know, three layers and there was something to do with a strap and something else, you know, a train, a bustle, all these things, it ended up being $300. So way more than I thought it was gonna be. That could happen in almost every part of your wedding. So you'll forget about little things. For example, a lot of people don't remember taxes. Um, Yes, we have to pay taxes on all of our wedding purchases. Tips, uh, depending on where you are in the world, you may have to tip certain vendors. You probably didn't factor that into your budget. Things like transportation, Um, you know, just little, they come up, right? How are you going to get to your wedding shower, to your bachelor or bachelorette party? How are you getting back to the hotel? Uh, Delivery fees, if someone's dropping off the flowers, is there an extra $200 that they're charging you just to bring the flowers? Cleanup fees, uh, rentals, things like that. There are so many tiny little line items that can throw your budget off. So it's super helpful when you are creating that budget that you give yourself a lot of wiggle room. So my partner and I, we sort of did up the numbers that we thought we knew, and we gave ourselves a $3,000 budget for our wedding. However, we knew that there were tons of numbers we were just sort of guessing on. We had no idea, um, as well as the chance that we'd want to splurge on a few different things. Um you know, I think we had put in our original budget that he would just buy a new uh, blazer jacket from like H&M or a department store. And turns out he would like a full custom suit (laughs) with, with a custom vest and possibly new shoes and a new belt and a bow tie and all that, which is amazing. You know, I'm really happy for him. He's excited about it. He doesn't own a ton of formal wear. So this is a fun uh, thing for him to do. And it's a good investment. Unlike, um, you know, us ladies wearing wedding dresses, uh, or to the ladies who are or to the not ladies to the people who are wearing wedding dresses, you often don't have the opportunity to wear your dress again. So I'm almost glad that we are spending more on his suit than we're going to spend on my dress because he can actually wear it again. Um, so all that to say, we originally set our budget for 3000 but told ourselves, you know, we could go up to five and it is looking like we'll be closer to that five mark. Um, And it was nice that we had done that off the top and didn't hold ourselves to that strict $3,000 budget number, or else I'd be, you know, really in a panic. So I definitely recommend you give yourself a bit of a buffer. I've seen online, some people recommend uh, 10% of a buffer. So depending on, you know, who you are, and the type of wedding you're holding, that could be, um, you know, a totally reasonable number. If you really did crunch all the numbers, you know, you did your research, you have quotes, you've got the spreadsheet together, 10% is probably totally safe. If you're just kind of guessing, you have no idea what things cost. It's probably a good idea to give yourself maybe a 20 or 25% buffer. But just that little bit of wiggle room is going to be super, super helpful. Anytime you do go over budget, you know that you've already accounted for it. My next tip would be to take money from other areas. So this is sort of the uh, concept of Rob Peter to pay Paul. So let's say you splurge in one area of your wedding. Is there another area where you can cut back? So head back to that priority list you made. I've talked about this in past episodes. But it's the idea that before you even get into the weeds of wedding planning, you put together a priority list, you and your partner separately, you put down your top three things that are most important to you for a wedding, you come together, combine them, those are your top six, or it might be you know, your top three to six, if you have some overlap. And those are the top three to six most important things for you on the wedding day. Everything else is just extra. So go back to that list, you know, what is not a priority for you? So let's say, like me, you've overspent on your alterations for your dress. Okay, what can you cut? Is there a decor item you don't really care about? Do you not care about your wedding cake? Um, Were you on the fence about getting a videographer or doing a photo booth? Can you downgrade from a limo to I don't know, a really nice Uber. (laughs) Can you stay at the hotel for two nights instead of three nights? Things like that. So just going back to your budget and seeing if there's anywhere else you can cut Um, if there is absolutely nowhere you can cut on your wedding budget, or perhaps you are, you know, too far in wedding into your wedding planning, and things have already been paid for, is there somewhere that you can cut in uh, your regular life? So for example, for me, um, I shared that we booked a weekend away for my birthday this summer. And I'm thinking about canceling that just because some of these wedding costs um, are, are getting a little bit high. And I think I would feel a little bit guilty going away for my birthday and saying it out loud makes me feel a little bit sad. But I think I would just feel better celebrating my birthday at home, maybe going out for a nice dinner instead of doing a weekend away when I know that's going to cost us so much for the hotel, for renting a car, for parking, for we have our dog with us, so pet fees, for dinners out and lunches out and activities. And gas. It's just I know it's really, really going to add up. I can see us spending, you know, close to a $1,000 for two nights away. And I really think that money could be better used, um, not even just for our wedding, but just in our life, I think it could be better used. So I'm considering canceling that weekend. And I think that'll make me feel a lot better about some of these wedding costs that are getting higher than I thought they would be. <laughs> I will say however, you don't want to sacrifice things that are important to you. So again, on that priority list you have for your wedding, those top three to six things, I wouldn't suggest cutting or cutting back on those things in order to make up for some overspending. Because, you know, those were the things that were important to you and your partner. Those were the things that the two of you decided to prioritize. You don't really want to cut back on, you know, let's say photography was super, super, key to the two of you, you found this amazing photographer, you love their work, you've done an engagement session with them, they were so amazing, and you've hired them for eight hours, you don't really want to, you know, fire that person and say, okay, we're not going to do photography in order to save a couple thousand dollars. Maybe you can cut back a little, you know, maybe hire them for six hours instead of eight. But if photography really is your priority, then I would look elsewhere for cutting back. And the same with your life, you know, sacrificing things like a birthday weekend away is fine. Sacrificing eating (laughs) or paying rent or going to the doctor, probably not fine. So I, I trust that you know where those cutoffs are. But I would say to only take money from other areas of your wedding or your life that are not as important, that are not, you know, essential to your wedding or essential to your life. another way to not feel guilty about overspending on your wedding is to earn more money. So I know that's not an option for everyone. But um, it really is a good way if you can swing it to sort of put money back into your pocket into your wedding budget to make up for any overspending that might have happened. So if you do shift work, if you're able to pick up some extra shifts, um, maybe trade with friends, um, do on call shifts, work evenings or weekends, sometimes those shifts pay a little bit better, you know, your your own job and whether or not that's an option. Um, for me, I do a lot of contract and freelance work. So it'd be easy for me to do a few extra hours, reach out to my clients, see if there's any extra work that needs to get done. Perhaps you can start a side hustle. I have a couple friends who have started selling on Etsy recently or doing, um, you know, little shops like that online where they sell either paper goods or, um, digital work or, you know, photography, there are tons of things, pretty much any, any hobby these days can be monetized, which, you know, pros and cons, it sort of takes some of the love and joy out of it. But if you have something that people want, and you want to make a little extra cash, that can be a really great way to do it. You could also sell some things on Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist or other online shops. You probably have tons of stuff around your house that you don't use or you don't love that you could get rid of, make a few dollars there. Perhaps you could sign up to be an Uber, Uber driver or um, I know with Uber Eats you can do that like on a bike or even walking I've seen um, as an option. So you don't even need to have a car to be an Uber delivery person. Um, But there are tons of options out there. Lots of people do like surveys online to make a few extra dollars, or they do secret shopper programs, um, you know, clipping coupons, tons of ways to save money to earn a little bit of extra money, if that is how you want to feel better about your overspending. My last sort of tip on this is just feeling confident in your decision. So if you, you know, you didn't have that buffer in your budget, or you've already gone over your but your buffer budget. (laughs) If you can't take money from other areas, you know, everything's already paid for, there's nowhere else to take money. If you're unable to earn more money, or you know, you just don't want to, then the last and the only thing you really can do is just feel confident in your decision back yourself, you made that decision for a reason when you decided to you know, I'll take my example. When I decided to do the dress alterations that were going to cost $300, I was uncomfortable. I did not like um, handing over my credit card for that purchase. It was more than I thought it was going to be. But I want to back myself. This is an alterations person that I have used in the past that I really trust. I know she's going to do a great job. I felt very confident as she was doing the fitting. I really appreciated how much time and care and effort she's put into it. I know she's gonna, you know, make my dress look beautiful, make me look beautiful. And that does seem to be um, on the low end in terms of costs. I've done my research, I've heard from other people, you know, there are people who spend $1,000 or more on alterations, hopefully they're getting more done than just, you know, hemming and moving a strap. Um, But I know it can get really expensive and that $300 is not that much in the grand scheme of wedding costs. So I'm gonna back myself. The second part in feeling confident, you know, besides just backing yourself is asking, does this bring you joy? Is this something that you, your partner or your guests are going to value? So again, in my example for my dress, it definitely brings me joy. I really love my dress. I was very happy with it when I picked it out. And I know I will be much more happy when it fits correctly, when there's not six inches of dress dragging on the floor in front of me. So it'll definitely bring me joy. I'd like to think it's gonna bring my fiance some joy to see me in it. Um, and, I, and I hope my guests like it too. Of course, it's probably not their number one concern at my wedding, but it does bring me joy. And that's something I really want to keep in mind anytime those feelings of guilt start to creep back in about how much things are costing, I really want to remember that, you know, I made this decision, I was confident in the decision. And it's something that brings me joy. And it's something that I value. Because at the end of the day, every part of a wedding is an unnecessary expense. (laughs) It is true, you could do your, you know, you could get married, just the two of you down at City Hall, or with a Justice of the Peace or a Marriage Commissioner, in your jeans and t-shirts with two witnesses signing the license. And the only cost would be, you know, the license and if you have to pay for the commissioner, and you could go out to eat at McDonald's and come back home. Anything else that we decide to add the outfits, the flowers, the photography, the cake, the food, the guests, all of that is ultimately unnecessary. However, you know, you're choosing to have a wedding, I assume. If you're listening to this podcast, you are, you know, thinking about some form of a wedding, some form of a celebration. So that means that you see value in it. Um, If not, you would just be going down to the courthouse in your jeans, which again, totally fine if that's, you know, what you want to do. But if you are planning some version of a wedding, it's because you see value in it and spending money on, um, you know, certain things, whether it's more or less money than you thought you would, you're doing that for a reason. It's because it's something you value, you get some joy out of it, and, and you feel good about it. And that's why you're doing it. I get it. It is very hard to spend money on a wedding, especially if you are planning a larger affair that's costing, you know, tens of thousands of dollars. You're probably not used to dropping, I don't know, $5,000 on dinner. That's probably, or, you know, maybe more than that, $15,000 on dinner. That's probably not something you do in your everyday life. I totally, totally get it. It is weird. Weddings are these strange, hopefully once in a lifetime events, but you know, twice, three times, um, where you do spend giant chunks of change hosting all these people you love for this great celebration. And they get expensive. And it's uncomfortable. A lot of us are not used to spending that kind of money. But what we don't want to do is walk around with guilt for, you know, months and months and months of planning. That's a really just an awful feeling to have to to be walking around with that guilt. I know for me, it makes me really irritable and annoyed. And I start sort of second guessing all of the decisions. And a lot of it I don't want to get into the, you know, emotions of it too much, but I think a lot of it is tied to my own sort of money story because it's not even about the numbers in the bank, right? Like I'm not even looking at my bank account and saying, oh my goodness, we, we don't have any money. It's just, oof, like that was a big sum. It hurts me. What can I do to fix it? Um, which is probably some personal work I should do with my therapist. Um, but I will say, please give yourself some grace. This is a weird event to be planning. It is big with big Sums of money. It is uncomfortable. Money is weird. Weddings are weird. So it is totally normal if you do have those feelings of guilt. But I don't want you to walk around with them. So give yourself some grace. Do your research, do your best to put that buffer into your budget, to move money around from different areas of your wedding or your life, to earn some more money, or to ultimately just feel confident in your decision to back yourself and to know that it's going to bring you joy, and just anything you need to do to really feel at peace with those numbers and happy with all of your wedding planning decisions. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Unconventional Wedding Planning Podcast. I really appreciate it, and I hope you found the episode helpful. If you really want to make my day, you can leave me a rating and a review. Follow along so you don't miss the next episode, and tell a friend about the show. Remember, you shouldn't be spending your wedding day managing other people's feelings.